Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we come to sing praise to your name. Lord Jesus Christ, you have set us free. You have broken all the chains. There's salvation in your name. And you are our living hope. We rejoice, we sing, we walk with you. We celebrate this day in this dark world and all the pain and struggles of life that people have around us. We say Jesus saves. You are our living hope. And we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have together today to worship you in this place. We ask that you might be pleased with our worship. You alone are worthy of our praise. So we offer up our thanksgiving to you and the praise of our lips, because you alone are worthy of our praise. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have together in this place to open the Word of God, that we have the freedom to do such, and that we can gather here. We pray for our friends uh, who cannot be with us, who join us uh, remotely today. We pray for them. We pray a great blessing on them. We are together in spirit, though we are separated physically. We ask that the Holy Spirit of God would take the Word of God now and open our minds. <clears throat> we ask for forgiveness of sin so that we might receive the Word of God as it is given. We pray that you might help us to focus our minds by the help of the Holy Spirit and not live in distraction for this next little while. <clears throat> we are distracted people, Lord. We are discouraged people, and yet we rejoice. And we pray, Lord, for your help today <clears throat> as we consider the greatest of all truths, the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, which gives us the gospel. May Jesus be honored and glorified during this time, and may he be lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you. If you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 5, we're going back to the same place we were last week as we continue to consider together the finished work <clears throat> of Jesus Christ. I remind you before we get into Romans chapter 5, by the way, we'll be looking again especially at verses 9, 10, and 11. Romans chapter 5, boys and girls, I'm glad you're here. hope you have your Bibles. Always bring your Bible to church. Bring it so you can follow along, read God's Word with, uh, with us together, and follow along as Pastor Mike tries to share these words from God's Word. And we're glad you're here with your moms and dads, your grandparents. <clears throat> and may the Lord bless all of you who are here today. So we'll come back to Romans 5. But I remind you of what we uh, spoke about. I spoke about a number of weeks ago as we thought about the cross in John chapter 19. The Word of God says, as the Lord Jesus lay, uh, hang, hanging there dying on the cross, uh, the Word of God says, when He received the vinegar... When he received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. The Lord Jesus declared on his own terms, in his own time, when it was final, he declared that the work for sin, the atonement for sin, the satisfaction for sin was now paid through his death on the cross. And he declared... It is finished. So I come today to give glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ because His work on the cross finished what is needed for every sinner who chooses to believe and repent of their sins to be saved and have a new relationship with God. So it is finished. 
So I'd like for you to stand now and honor the reading of God's Word as we continue on this very important theme of the finished work of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now I remind you as you're standing, uh, you, you will look and see a number of pronouns. We, our, we, our, these pronouns. Uh, Paul is writing to the Christians at the church in Rome. He's not writing these words to unbelievers, he's writing these words to believers. Uh, those of you who are gathered in this place, I do not know your condition before God. You're either saved or lost. You're either born again or you're not. If you're born again today and if you know Jesus Christ, then these words, we and our, also belong to you. So relish in them, rejoice in them, because this is the gospel. This is the good news for you today about what has happened as a result of the finished work of Jesus Christ. We read beginning Romans 5, 6. For while we were still helpless, while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even die. But God demonstrates His own, Lord, His own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. Verse 10, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Verse 11, this is our primary focus. And not only this, but we... Also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So I read it again for you in verse number 11. And not only this, not only this. But we exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Read it in another translation. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. So this morning, I want you to see our focal truth, and it's this. Believing sinners. You see, all of us are sinners. Some are believing sinners in the Lord Jesus Christ, and most of the world are unbelieving sinners, lost in their sin, darkness, as Paul reminded us last week, helpless in our sin, obsessed with our sinning and our sin, and enemies irreconciled with God. We have a broken relationship with God. We are separated from Him. Sinners who do not know Jesus Christ live in a separation from God. But then we find this truth that believing sinners become friends with God by the death of Jesus Christ. There's a phrase that Paul uses three times uh, in these passages that I want you to see. He mentions something to show us the importance of what happened as a result of the death of Christ. Well, he says, and I'm reading from the New American Standard, verse 9, the first two words, much more than. 
Then he says it again in verse number 10. Much more then. And then in verse 11 he says, and not only this, but we exalt. Paul is seeking to remind those of us who are saved in this room of the glory and the wonderful encouragement that now you and I have a restored relationship with God and that this is an astounding truth that you and I who believe in Jesus Christ, who've repented of our sins, are friends with God. That's what Brother Steve had us sing at the beginning. I am a friend of God. Only those who know Jesus Christ can say, I am a friend of God. And because of that friendship we now have with the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to uh, talk with you about what it means to have a friendship with God. Another word that you see in these verses that's very important. I'm starting to introduce this word to you. We'll talk about it a number of times in the weeks ahead. Notice he uses the word reconciled, verse 11. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Then he says, much more, verse 10, having been reconciled, we shall be saved. And then he declares in verse 11, this is the, this is the center of my focus today. We who are Christians have now received the reconciliation. Oh, this is like no other reconciliation in your life. You may have been at times separated uh, from your family. Seemingly with irreconcilable differences. Maybe it was in a marriage or maybe it was with your children or grandchildren. What, some relationship has been severed and strained. And then it was put back together. And oh, there was joy in that, but there's no greater joy. There's, no, there's nothing to compare with the reconciliation. Becoming a friend of God. And the way you become a friend of God is by trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, in being saved. I ask you today, are you a friend of God? Is God your friend? If you're a friend of God, you're loyal to Him. If you're a friend of God, you walk with Him. You have a relationship. Are you a friend of God? Do you have a deep and growing, trusting, loving relationship with God? Is He your friend? When you sing, I am a friend of God, do you know that to be true in your soul? Do you have a heartfelt, real, emotional relationship with God? He is your friend. Are you a friend of God? You're either a friend of God, or as we read last week, I remind you, verse 10, you are an enemy of God. Oh, Pastor Mike, well, I'm not mad at God. No, but you see, friend, it's not a matter of whether you're mad at God. It's that you disrespect God if you're unsaved. It's because you live self-centered life. You're obsessed with your sin. You refuse to listen to the Word of God and do what He says. You're an enemy of God. When you disobey, when you turn your own way, when you go your own way, you're an enemy of God. You're either a friend of God in this room today or an enemy of God. You can't walk with your arm around two friends. Like, here's the friendship I have with the world. I'm going to be in the world. I like a lot of the things in the world. But I want to be with Jesus. I want to be as for you cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of God. Are you a friend of God? If you're a friend of God, you have a relationship that demonstrates it. And so I have several observations I want to point out to you quickly from Romans 5. Number one, friends of God have a new relationship with God. You see, your relationship before didn't exist with God. It wasn't a matter of starting over. 
It was a matter of having a brand new relationship you never had before. And every one of us in this room who are saved, there was a time in your life, there was a place in your life, where someone shared with you the gospel. Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried, and on the third day He rose again according to the scriptures. That's the good news. And you heard those words, and you believed in Jesus Christ, and you repented of your sins, and you were saved. And all of a sudden, there came to be a relationship with God like you'd never had before. All of a sudden, you wanted to hear more about God. All of a sudden, you wanted to pray and speak with God in a different way. As if you were talking with someone who really cared about you because you realized that Jesus Christ died for you in love when you were loveless, when you were a hater of God, when you were in rebellion. You see... This is what we learn. Friends of God have a new relationship with God. It's a restored relationship. John said it, uh, John the Apostle said it, John chapter 1. But as many as receive Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name. That includes all of you who are here and all of those who for these many thousands of years have heard the gospel preached and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, having a relationship with God is a new relationship. It is, it is a relationship that builds on a desire to know God. If you have a friend, you spend time with your friend to get to know your friend better. If I'm a friend of God, I long and desire to know more about Him. About the way He works. The way we can have a better relationship together. A, a desire to know God. John said it in another place. 1 John 5, 20, he said, We know that the Son of God has come and has given us, who are Christians, understanding so that we may know Him who is true. That's the blessing you have of being a friend of God if you're saved. You can now know the Holy Spirit of God who is in you teaches you more and more about Jesus Christ. He reveals more and more about how God works and His ways. Friends of God have a renewed relationship with God. It is a new relationship. It is a relationship that grows with a greater desire to know Him. It's a lasting relationship. Some of you say, well, my friends have come and gone. Yes, through the seasons of life, if you move from place to place, uh, some of our friendships change because of space, time. It's hard to uh, keep and maintain all of our relationships. But, oh, this friend, what a friend. It's a lasting relationship God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. The Lord Jesus is always your friend wherever you go, whatever you go through, whatever you're facing. Those listening to us today, I know some of you are very sick. You're troubled. You're in pain. You're in sorrow. But if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a lasting friend. He is a friend who stands with you at the earliest of days, through the middle days of life, and at the end of your life. Even as you face the end of life and death, He is your friend. It is an exclusive relationship. A relationship with God is exclusive. <clears throat> I read to you from James 4.4. 4. Friendship with the world is hostility toward God. See, the church has always fought this. How are we going <clears> to <throat> have a little of the world around and a little relationship with God? You can't. 
You see, you must decide if you're the friend of God. If you say Jesus Christ is Lord, He is also your friend, and you don't do to your friend what is harmful to Him and hurtful to Him. I ask you this today. Because the Lord has been so kindly to you, why would you be unkind to the Lord as a Christian and treat Him by sinning to His face, your friend? Why would you do such things to grieve Him He has saved you. He has demonstrated His absolute love for you, dying for you. Why would you live in worldliness and ungodliness and compromise and carnality? You see, my relationship with God means that my exclusive friendship with God may mean that I can't be friends with some others I used to be. A friendship with God is a new relationship with God. It's one of complete trust. Abraham believed God. The scripture says, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. He was the friend of God because he believed God. Do you believe God? Do you believe God when all of your world falls down around you? Do you believe God when you can't get out of the bed? Do you believe God when all hope seems lost? Abraham believed God and he was considered and called a friend of God. Are you a friend of God? Well, you see, my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ now gives me this opportunity for reconciliation. Again, verse 9, much more, friends, much more. Here's what the cross of Jesus Christ has done. He has justified us by His blood. We are justified as a result of being saved and believing in Jesus. I'm justified. I can't justify myself and my actions. But I can be justified when I put my faith in Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1, if you have your Bible open. Therefore, what was Paul's first word? Having been justified by faith, we who are Christians have peace with God. That is, now there's reconciliation. There's no longer hostility between me and God. Secondly, friends of God are saved from the coming wrath of God. Every time I talk about this, let me read it to you first from verse number 9. We shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. The Word of God says this. The wrath of God and the judgment of God is coming upon this world. But the world laughs and says, there's not going to be any judgment. Everything's fine. Everything's the same as it's always been. Why, there's not going to be a judgment Why, God puts up with everybody. He's just kindly like an old granddad. He he just lets us kind of go along. There's Come on, preacher. There's not a judgment. The Word of God sounds forth and reminds us that the day of judgment is coming. The judgments of God have come through history to various groups and times. But there is a great and terrible judgment coming on this world. It will be the final destruction of all of the created order. And Jesus Christ will come again. And, the, and finally he will deal with those promises to Israel that must be fulfilled. He will reign on this earth as Lord and King for a season. And then the end will come. There is a judgment coming. There is a time when grace will be done with. The time of grace will end. And those of us who are now saved... Here's the good news. Not only are we justified by His blood, verse 9, but we are saved from the wrath, please notice, to come. It's coming. The wrath of God, we're saved because of Jesus Christ. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. 
And he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So when people go to their grave, they either go to their grave saved or lost. They either go to their grave as a friend of the Lord Jesus, entering into eternal life, or they enter into eternal death. Paul says in this same book, Romans chapter 2, verse 5, because of the stubbornness, he's talking about the fact that all have sinned, Jew and Gentile alike, regardless of your background, your religion. Paul says in Romans 2, 5, because of the stubbornness and, unrepentant heart, and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. You see, my friend, your lost friends and mine your lost family members and mine, they are under the wrath of God to this day. They are enemies of God and they face the wrath of God coming in their life if they are not saved. Friends of God, however, have been saved from the coming wrath of God. Like Noah in the ark, saved from the flood. Like Israel with the blood on the doorposts and the death angel went away. Saved from death. You see, this is our victory in Jesus Christ. And Paul reminds us here that friends of God live in a new relationship with God. Friends of God are saved from the wrath of God. But also in verse number 10, friends of God are saved by the life of Jesus Christ. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. You see, the Lord Jesus finished the work for men and women who are sinners to be reconciled to God. But we must believe by faith to experience that reconciliation. That's God's terms. It's available to all who will believe. But it only becomes, we only experience the reconciliation with God when we repent of our sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now we have the Lord Jesus who is alive. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. He ascended to heaven. I read you these words from Hebrews 7.25. He is able, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is now ascended to heaven, this very moment, who's in heaven. He is able to save forever those who come to Him since He always lives to make intercession for them. The saved are saved forever because the Lord Jesus Christ lives forever as our intercessor in heaven. That ought to make you very glad, my Christian friend. That is our security. That is our hope. We are saved not only and justified and reconciled by the cross, but we are saved by His life. He saves believing sinners forever. He represents us as believers, believing sinners before God. And He never leaves the believing sinner or forsakes Him. We have life in His name. We have eternal life by believing in Him when we die. And we have abundant life in this world. You see, friends of God have a new relationship with God. Friends of God are saved from the coming wrath of God. Friends of God are saved by the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Himself said, I have called you friends for all, that I, for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Friendship with God is the most wonderful protection in all of life. You walk with your friend, the Lord Jesus Christ. And because He lives as we sang today, as Steve led us to sing. Because He lives, we can face tomorrow. Because friends of God are saved by the life 
of Jesus Christ. Finally, friends of God rejoice in their friendship with God. <clears throat> you remember when you met one of your dearest friends, the first thing you wanted to do was introduce your other friends to your friend. How could it be that those of us who are born again, if we really understand what I'm talking about today and our friendship with God, why would we not want to introduce our other friends to our friend, the Lord Jesus Christ? If we really believe that judgment is coming on the world and that our friends, if they die, oh, how we're reminded of death in these days, every day, all the time, constantly. But every one of us will either die as saved sinners or those who are unbelieving sinners, our friends, our neighbors. If we know of the judgment of God on sinners, why would we not want our friends to know about our friend? Well, there's joy in having a good friend. There's no joy like your friendship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Paul says in verse 11, And we also exalt through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Look, I'm saved. I know Jesus Christ. He is my friend. I don't have to keep trying to get his, gain His friendship. I don't have to keep working to try to figure out a way that, to satisfy God by doing things. No, because I am born again and I am a friend of God and I have a reconciled relationship with Him, I can speak with Him every day. You know what friends do? They have, they're companions. How I would hope and pray that you have dear friends in your life that walk with God. Friendship with someone else. It's companionship. It's someone who's with you always. Someone perhaps who's your friend who's closer than your own family. The Lord Jesus is my friend. The Lord Jesus is the friend of those who are saved here. He is your companion. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He is with you always. He, he is the one who encourages you. You open the Word of God. You read these red letter words of the Lord and you find such encouragement. You find in, your, in, the, in the Gospels, you find in the words of the Apostles in the New Testament, all of these encouraging words and the Holy Spirit of God brings them to your heart just when you need them in the time of need that you're in. A companionship, encouragement, agreement. Friends are in agreement. Friends agree with one another. What did it say in the old uh, prophet? How can two uh, walk together if they're not in agreement? When you walk with God, you're in agreement with God. You've admitted that you've sinned. You've admitted that you are absolutely dependent on you. You must live on Him. You must live by faith every day of your life. Friendship, companionship, encouragement, agreement. How about someone who sympathizes and, and is with you in your suffering? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. There's not anything you can't talk to Jesus about. There's not anything you can't talk to Jesus about. You can open your heart to Him and reveal to Him your deepest, darkest worries, pains, troubles, and fears. What does it mean to be a friend of God? A friend of God has a new relationship with God and it just keeps getting better. A friend of God is saved from the coming wrath of God. A friend of God is one who's saved by the life because he lives, I live. And friends of God rejoice in the friendship they have with God 
through the Lord Jesus Christ. We never get over enough of thinking about the cross. We never can sing enough about the cross. We never can forget about the blood of Jesus Christ and His broken body for us. Because of His pain, because of His separation on the cross from God, we now have a possibility of a rejoicing new reconciled relationship with God. How I wish it for all of you. I wonder today, do you enjoy the friendship of God? Well, there's some things we must uh, take to heart and apply as we finish today that I just want you to remember. First of all, friendship with God is, is God's favor. You know that, don't you? I don't have the favor of God if I don't have the friendship of God. If, I've not had the, if I don't have the reconciliation. But you see, all of us who are saved in this room, we joined together and we sang today because we have received the reconciliation. We are together brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. We are a part of the family of God. We are all friends of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are friends of God together. We come together, we sing together, and we unite our voices together as friends of God. Oh, because of the favor of God given to us in Jesus Christ's death on the cross. So what do I do in the world? Well, I have to learn how to live in the world, be in the world, but not of it. Not let it get on me. Not be stained by it. Not be led and, and uh, drawn away by it. Friendship with the world, my friend, remember, is hostility with God. Jesus Christ died so that you can be a friend of God. Today, if you don't have a friend, the sad thing is that you hear people talk about their utter loneliness these days. Some of you listening, you're all alone. You've been in your home for months and months and now almost a year, some of you. And you wonder, will anybody be my friend? The Lord Jesus is your friend. He is closer than a brother. He is with you. You've, you're saved. You know the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't forget about His enduring, permanent friendship with you. It brings you trust. It brings you joy. It brings you confidence. God will never forsake His friends. You know, sometimes I haven't been the kind of friend to God that I should be. I'm talking about even as a Christian. I've walked away. I've been drawn back to the world. I've gone back to my old fleshly impulses and desires and passions. I've put up a wall of separation and the Lord is grieved because I have walked away and refused to hear what He has to say to me. And I've, I've broken off my relationship with Him. Do you, do you pray, my friend? Do you look forward to time with God? Do you look forward to time in His Word so that you can experience that deep and wonderful relationship with God that comes only through spending time with your friend? Do you walk with Him or is your relationship gone cold with the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm glad to know that every time I walk away from my friendship with God because I get self-centered and in sin, I can come back and my friend is there waiting for me. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The Lord Jesus said those words to the church. I stand at the door and knock. And some of you who became friends with God many years ago, your friendship with God has gone cold. And the Lord is knocking. Will you let me come back in? Will you live again with me in a restored relationship? 
Will you let me guide you? Will you let me encourage you? Will you remember that I can help you? Will you remember that I pray for you, that I represent you before God? God will never forsake his friends through the Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we do today with all of this? Well, become a friend of God. Become a friend of God. If you're not a friend of God, you're still in your sin, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved and begin a life of forever friendship with Jesus Christ. Rejoice then, my friends, who are friends of God. Rejoice. Go home today. Celebrate this fact. Your friends that you love so much, sadly one day will move away or die. Sadly, you can't always stay as close to them as you used to. But this friend is always with you. This friend never leaves you. And you must praise him. You must rejoice in the friendship that you have with him. So what does Paul say? We also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received the reconciliation. The old hymn says it best. I'm going to just quote it here as we finish. Jesus is all the world to me. I want no better friend. I trust Him now. I'll trust Him when life's fleeting days shall end. Beautiful life with such a friend. Beautiful life that has no end. Eternal life, eternal joy. He's my friend. Anybody want to say, he's my friend today? He's my friend. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.